To the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Make sure you are subscribed to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast, available wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you'll follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Big Sarge Sports with a Z at the end. You can also find me on the tick and the talk at Big Sarge Media and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Sarge Media, which by the way is being rebranded. Y'all, wait, I got some fire. Some hot fire coming out for you soon on my YouTube channel. So make sure you are subscribed at Big Sarge Media. All right, on today's show, I'm going to tell Rockets fans, I'm not praying the same prayer that you are praying for in the draft lottery. I'm going to give you my predictions on who will win the Western Conference Finals as game one begins on Tuesday. I'm going to tell you why you should be or let me lay out a plan with just one fact on why you all should have the same GOAT as I have when it comes to the National Basketball Association. Now, you don't have to, but I'm just going to, you know, talk about one thing. One. Just, that's all. Just, just one. That's all. That's it. And then I'm going to tell you how Howard the Coward does not need a gun. You, 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 how the coward, you do not need a gun. I'm, I'm just saying, you don't need a gun, Howard the coward. Uh, you, 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 I think you've been doing fine without one. But wait, hear me out. All right, so Rockets fans are all excited on, on, on today. Rockets fans are all in their feelings, like they're happy. Like I, I think that some of them may shed a tear. I think some of them may even. Shed a tear, kind of like how NFL fans were on last week when the schedule was about to be released. Well, not really just the schedule, but the time and the dates of the NFL games. Uh, we already knew who the opponents were going to be for, for, for all the teams. And so if you followed your favorite team, followed your favorite team, you already knew who you all were playing in the season. You just didn't know the time and the dates. And everybody was very happy. Happy NFL schedule selection time period day of the month of the year. Uh, what are we doing here? Okay, I thought that was more that was more geekier and more nerdier than people who have already gotten and put together 2024 NFL mock drafts when no like the rookies who just got drafted in the 2023 NFL draft, like the ones who just got drafted, haven't even touched the field yet like rookie minicamp don't count that ain't the field that's the practice field i'm talking about played in a in an actual nfl game preseason or regular season these rookies have not played one official down in the nfl yet and some of y'all already got 2024 mock drafts up to those people i say Move out of your mom's basement. Get you an online dating account. Get outside. Do something. But at this point, if you already got a 2024 mock draft, you need, you know what? You need Jesus. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You need Jesus if you've already put together a 2024 mock draft when you don't even know the drafting order yet. Well, I predict that this team is going to win this game and this team is going to win that game and this is what they're going to end up with the season with and they're going to have the number one pick and with the number one pick, they should take... We don't even know what's going to happen. We don't even know who's going to emerge. I don't even know how I got onto this rant, but I'm here and now I'm about to hop off because I'm about to digress Back to the Rockets fans. But wait, hear me out. Hey, Rockets fans. 
I know right now you got your rosemary, your sage, your seasoning salt, your beads, your your praying hands, your praying hand emojis, your lucky nickel, your lucky draws, that t-shirt that you had on at one time you got a chance to meet Holly Berry and you never took it off. You probably haven't washed your hands since the last time you high-fived Jalen Green or Jabari Smith Jr. Like, I, I understand, Rockets fans, some of you all are, are like, today is your day because the Houston Rockets are in the draft lottery. Now, that's not a good thing to say, but we'll talk about that another at another time. The Houston Rockets are... are in the draft lottery and they can pick anywhere from number one to number six. So a lot of Rockets fans are out there and they're praying. They're praying. They got on cooking oil, anointing oil, um, baby oil, like whatever oil you can put on or use. They got that. That's what they're using right now because they want Victor Wimbyum. They want Victor Wimbiamba, who some believe is the second coming of LeBron James. We're definitely going to have that conversation after the draft lottery. No possible way you can look at Victor Wimbiamba and say, oh, yeah, he's the second coming of LeBron James. He ain't even the second coming of Bronny James, but that's another story for another time. Do I like Victor Wimbiamba? Yes, I do. Do I think that Victor Wimbiamba is talented? Yes, I do. Do I think that Victor Wimbiamba has holes in his game and he's a he's very very young? I think he's still a teenager. Do I think that he has holes in his game? Yes, I do. Do I think that those things can be improved on? Yes, I do. If he's with the right team. I just don't think that the Rockets are the right is the right team for Victor Wimbiamba. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think that Victor Wimbiamba is the right choice for the Houston Rockets. You got Kevin Porter Jr. You got Jalen Green. You got Jabari Smith Jr. And right now you have Alperin Shingun. It's four people. Jalen needs the ball. KPJ needs the ball. Jabari needs the ball. And you can get the ball to, to Alpi to start your offense. If you add Victor Wimbiamba and then you remove, let's just say you remove Alpi from the lineup. Like, listen, side note, side note, because I know a lot of you Shingun stands get emotional damage. Yeah, if anytime his name is not mentioned in a positive light. So listen, you Shingun stands. Listen, please do not get emotional damage when i say this if the rockets get the number one pick and they pick victor Wimbiamba, somebody's gonna have to be out of the lineup there's no possible way that you could play shingun jabari and victor that's it you just can't so let's just say that shingun is no longer in the lineup. So now you got Jalen needs the ball. KPJ needs the ball. Jabari, he doesn't need it, but you definitely want to give it to him. And then you have Victor. So that's, it's only one basketball. How are you going to get that around? Now, that being said, I like the fact, and I've been on record by saying this. I think that if the Rockets draft Brandon Miller, they'll be better off than they would with Victor Wimbiamba. Oh, hell, Sarge. You, you know you just didn't call some emotional damage. I, I, I know I have. But if I'm looking at it from my basketball eyes and my basketball eyes only, let me tell you like this. Do I think that Victor Wimbiamba is a better overall talent than Alperin Shingun? By far, yes, I do. Do I think that Victor Wimbiamba has the potential to be an all-star in the NBA? Yes, I do. 
do I think that Victor Wimbiamba can do the exact same thing for the Rockets that Alperin Shingun can do? No. I don't. I've said it from day one of watching Alperin Shingun, and I'll say it again. Alperin Shingun has the, the ability, has the ability and the talent, and if he keeps working, to be Nikola Jokic, two, the, the two-time NBA MVP. Could have possibly won a third one this season. I believe that Alperin Shingun has the exact makeup and is following in the exact blueprint that the Joker is. That the Joker has, that the Joker has achieved. We remember when when, when Nikola Jokic first came into the league, a lot of people didn't believe in him. They didn't believe in him. They said, oh, I mean, he has some skills or some talent, but he wasn't looked at as a top five NBA player like he is today. And I feel like Alperin Shingun has that same, has that same makeup. So if you keep a lineup of KPJ, Jalen, Jabari, Alpi, and then you draft Brandon Miller out of Alabama. That's a that's easy plug and play right there. That's easy plug and play. You got a new head coach. You got a head coach that that has a different philosophy than what uh, former head coach Steven Silas has. You have a a coach who has been to the NBA Finals who knows what it takes to get to the NBA finals, even though this is a young team and he's not coaching the veterans like he did in Boston. But that is, to me, that is a winning formula. You put Victor in that lineup and I'm saying, who, who takes the shots? Plus I'm on record. Listen, if y'all know anything about big Sarge, big Sarge is not big Sarge is not a hot take artist. It, whatever big Sarge says he believes and he will stand on it. It ain't for clicks. I don't get paid by the clicks. I don't get paid by the likes. I don't get paid by the follows. None of that. So when I say things, I say them because I truly mean them. I like right now what Jabari Smith Jr. brings to the Rockets more than I like what Victor Wimbiamba would bring. That's because Jabari plays on both ends of the court. And watching Victor play before the NBA announcement, before him announcing that he was going to the NBA and afterwards. Now, I've watched a couple of games. His last couple of games I've watched, I can understand. He already knows he's going to the NBA. Basically, he's just going through the motions. Okay, now I just watch him to watch him. Before that, though, the beginning of the season when he was, you know, when he was dialed in and when he was focused, I still didn't see that intensity intensity on the defensive end that I seen on the offensive. I didn't see him work as hard on the defensive end as I seen him work on the offensive. end. And I've seen Jabari do both. I've seen Jabari do both this past season. I know people believe that Victor is going to be a rim protector just because he's big, but I've also seen Victor get himself removed out of the paint. I've also seen him being switched switched on. I mean, I'm sorry. I've also seen him have to switch on quicker players and him getting beat off the dribble. And he's been able to make up with it because he is tall in his length and he can block a lot of shots. So, like, and that's thing that 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 is things that will come along in time. So I'm not here to say that I'm not a fan of Victor Wimbiamba. I'm not a fan of Victor Wimbiamba on the Rockets. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not. I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. I think that with what they have now, all they're missing. And don't get me wrong, I like Kenyon Martin Jr. I like Jay Sean Tate. But Brandon Miller out of Alabama is a totally different player. He's he's NBA ready. And to me, that's insert player here. If the Rockets are able to draft Brandon Miller, they won't really need to go out and get Jalen Brown or find a way to get Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics. They won't. And they damn sure won't need to go out and get James Harden. And y'all already know how I feel about that. 
We're about to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to give you my prediction on who I think is going to win the Western Conference Finals. And I don't think a lot of you all are going to like it. We'll be back. First of all, welcome to Houston, Coach. When you took over the job in Boston, you had five players that had 34 years of NBA experience. Coming here, you have the 11 core players who only have a combined 23 years. What is your developmental plan for these young players? Just trying to expedite the process of, of becoming professionals. I think, um, you know, they heard me say it in the players. One of my first messages would be youth is not an excuse. And so um, across the board, I think, you know, whether it's making the same mistakes, not making the right defensive assignments, um, poor shot selection, all that stuff has to be um, addressed, but also improved on. And so understanding that we're going to take some lumps with our age and our youth, but my message to them will be that's not an excuse. You've been in the league, you've been taught, um, and that's my job to teach them and expedite that process. So understanding that, having some patience with that, just like I had to do in Boston. Um, you know, had to change some habits there as well, even though these guys were more, more of a veteran group, the guys who have been around, but it's no different from anywhere else. So look forward to doing that here. Try Jesus, not me. Cause I throw hands. Try Jesus, please don't try me. Emotional damage. About getting slapped, but if you touch me or mine, we gonna have to scrap. So, try Jesus. Please don't, don't, don't try, try me. me, because I fight. But guess what? I, I have, have no, no problem, problem laying these hands. Welcome back. You're tuning into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Make sure you are subscribed to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. Make sure you follow me on social media, Big Sarge Sports with a Z at the end. And follow me on the tick and the talk. I like saying that. The tick and the talk at Big Sarge Media. I think that you would like some of the videos over there. I'm a little bit different, though. So, yeah, you might want to explore. Like, Sarge, I didn't even know you thought about things like that. Yeah, Sarge thinks about everything. All right, now that I have all the Rockets fans all pissed off, now that all the Rockets fans are in their feelings because they're mad because I said that I would not draft Victor Wimbiamba to the Houston Rockets, now that, that that you all are going over to, you know, y'all got y'all certain people and, you know, they know who they are, you know, the guys who like to change their name to my name and put my videos up and flirt with me. Hey, guy, guess what? I'm happily married. I just want you to know that. So stop flirting with me. And it's sad because I heard that you moved back to Houston, and that's scary because now you might stalk me. You 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 may you 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 may stalk me, and I'm I'm uh, I, I'm not I'm not for that. I mean that song I I played coming back, you know, coming back from the break. Like I mean that. Like you can try Jesus, don't try me because I fight. I have no problem laying these hands at all. So please, please, you and your cronies, stay away from me. Please, that is just a warning. I'm, I'm asking nicely. Please stay away from me. Because, you know, some of you all don't know, but, you know, I, it's documented that Sarge has mental health issues. So all they're going to make me do when they come and get me is make me hug myself for a little while and then give me uh, graham crackers and apple juice. Do with that as you will. All right. So tonight, the Western Conference Final starts between the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. And I know that a lot of people didn't think that the Los Angeles Lakers would even be here. Like you can look at you, you can look at the beginning of the season and you can say, Oh, of course, of course we expected Denver to be here, but there's no possible way we even expected for the Los Angeles Lakers to be there. The Los Angeles Lakers, 
You're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers who some people call their starting center Mr. Glass? That one? That Los Angeles Lakers team who who, who some consider their center as a candidate for AARP, and I don't even think he's old enough to be a member of AARP yet? That that Los Angeles Lakers team? That Los Angeles Lakers team whose head coach, Darvin Ham, was getting ridiculed for his lineups or get, was getting uh, thrown in the mud, tossed in the dirt, everything that you could possibly think of when it comes to criticism? That Los Angeles Lakers team? That Los Angeles Lakers team that said they're going to take a chance on a guy who previously said, if I don't want to be disturbed, I just put my phone on LeBron James mode. No ring. Yeah. Yeah. That was you, Austin Reeves. But I do like the way that you did Dylan Brooks and the Memphis Grizzlies by saying, I'm him in the, in the first playoff series. I like that. Now, this team has changed over time. They went out and they acquired some pieces. Uh, they, they acquired some pieces, you know, midseason. They acquired some pieces that has helped them out a lot. But you have a head coach in Darvin Ham who preaches, you know, defense. And you have a, a superstar, a superstar who most people thought would be washed up by now. Like there's no possible way that LeBron James should be playing the way that he's playing in his 20th year. There's no possible way that LeBron James should be this old, this old. And that's a fact. We're just talking about his age. There's no way that LeBron James should be this old and still balling and hooping the way that he is. There's no possible way that you looked at this Los Angeles Lakers team and say LeBron can take them to the Western Conference Final. Side note. Side note. But wait. Hear me out. So, remember at the beginning of the show I said, hey, I'm going to put out a little fact. And I think that, you know, you know, so about the GOAT. And you don't have to have him as your GOAT, but I'm going to have him as my GOAT. And I have had him as my GOAT since 2017. So LeBron James, right, at this age, he has his team in the Western Conference Finals. Hey, uh, what was your GOAT doing in year 20 at this age? No, I'm, I'm asking. Oh, wait, hold on. Some of y'all GOAT didn't even make it to the 20th year. True, LeBron does not have the rings that your GOAT has, but LeBron has his team in the Western Conference Finals with that amount of basketball on his body, with that amount of, of, of games and travel and just basketball in general and getting ready to play basketball. For, for the most part, LeBron James' seasons has ended when other people are in their in their vacation in vacation mode, while others are in their off season workouts, LeBron James' NBA season is was still going consecutively. Look at the amount of time that LeBron James had to rest before he had to start playing basketball again. His season. His season, seasons did not end like a lot of other people people's in the NBA season did. His ended way later than a lot of other people. And at this age, with that amount of basketball, and as long as he's been in the league, he has his team in the Western Conference Finals. What was your GOAT doing at this age? What was your GOAT doing it, with, with this amount of time in the NBA. I mean, some of y'all can't answer that because your GOAT didn't make it this far. And for some of you all, some of y'all only think your GOAT played six six seasons. Some of y'all think that some of y'all think that the time before the championship run and the time after the championship run doesn't even count. Now, let me preface my statement by saying this. I've told you this on multiple occasions. Greatest of all time 
anytime you talk about the greatest of all time in sports, it's all subjective. It's all about what your criteria is when it comes to picking the greatest of all time. For some of you all, it's rings. For some of you all, it's never having to go to a game seven. Some of you all, it's never have lost in the NBA Finals. For some of you all, that's it. That ain't for me, though. So I don't care what you think about me saying that LeBron James is the GOAT. And I don't care if you get mad that I took shots at Michael Jordan. For those of you all who didn't pick up on my context clues. I don't care that you, I don't care. If Jordan is your GOAT, then cool. But I'm taking the reason why I took that shot at Michael Jordan is because a lot of you Jordan fans love to take shots at LeBron James as if he ain't done nothing in this league. A lot of you all like to take shots at LeBron James as if his career is third or fourth or fifth best to a lot of the players who have played in the NBA. Hell no. Look at LeBron James's longevity. Look at LeBron James's accomplishment. Yes, he lost a lot in the finals. But guess what? He got to the finals. And he's won in the finals. And he's been finals MVP. And he is the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. And yet, some of you all, LeBron ain't nothing. He ain't this, that, and that. LeBron is the king. He the Kang. And I'm not talking about Jonathan Major's character in Ant-Man. I'm talking about the Kang. For those of y'all who can't see me, I have on a shirt that says King Me with the LeBron James logo on it. What that young man has accomplished in the NBA is amazing. And for him to have his team in the Western Conference Finals, competing for an opportunity to go back to another Finals at this point of his career? And you gonna try to say that he ain't nothing? He's soft. He this, he that. All right. What was your GOAT? What was your GOAT doing? What, what was your GOAT doing at this time? Most of y'all GOATs was retired. Now, with that being said, whew, some of y'all ain't going to like this. Ooh, some of y'all ain't going to like this. But, yeah, I think that I'm going to have to take the Los Angeles Lakers in seven. Do not get me wrong. First of all, I love this series. I love this Denver Nuggets versus Los Angeles Lakers series. I love it. There's so much to unpack when you look at that series. You're talking about uh, LeBron James going up against the Joker. Like two of the top five. Two, well, LeBron ain't top five this season. I'm not going to say that. Two of the top ten players. We can say LeBron's in top ten this year. Some of you all will agree. Some of you all won't. And I get it if you don't. But you're looking at two, two players who are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. How about that? In LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. Like, I love them going head-to-head -head because both of them are fierce competitors. Both of them do not want to lose. And both of them are the focal points of their team. Now, I want to see Jamal, see what Jamal Murray can do. I want to see if... How much of, of this rematch is going to fuel his competitive edge? Because you remember, these are the two teams that met in the Western Conference Final when during that bubble year, during that, during that Disney ring year that the Lakers got. I want to see if he channels that, if he goes back and plays the way that he plays, if he, if he goes back and he plays the way that he played then, now, and if losing will fuel him take him to the to the next level i want to see what anthony davis is going to do you can't have those up and down series now you're in the western conference final you're, you're one game away from playing in the big boy game so this series you have to step up you can't have duds you can't have 
one good game, one bad game. You can't alternate. They need all good games from you. I want to see if Anthony Davis is going to, going to be able to do that. I want to see who on the Lakers are going to, is going to be able to hold Michael Porter Jr. Contavious Caldwell Pope coming off the bench for the Nuggets. He got an ax to grind. He used to play for the Lakers. Side note, y'all remember that time? KCP was playing in the league with an ankle monotone because he was under house arrest. Y'all remember that? I remember that. I hope I'm not the only one that remembers that, though. Sheesh. I want to see what Ray Hachimura is going to do. I want to see if Darvin Ham is ready to, to, to take this to the next level. I want to see if Darvin Ham in his first year can out-coach He can out-coach Michael Malone. I know we want to call him Mike, but he says that he does not want to be called Mike. He wants to be called Michael. So I will call him Michael Malone. I want to see that. So I got the Lakers in seven, though, only because, I mean, you know, I got, you know, when you got the goat on your team, then, you know, you always have an opportunity to win the game. We're about to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how with the coward. We'll be back. Joe, what did it mean to you to be back out there with your teammates and also to get the reception that you did from the home crowd? Um, it meant a lot, man. Obviously, you know, um, I'm thankful and, you know, grateful for everybody, you know, who's been supporting me, you know, during this time. Um, it definitely, you know, helped me a lot, you know, definitely made me, you know, feel a little better, um, you know, ease, you know, everything that's going on. Um, felt good to be back, you know, super excited, you know, glad we was able to get the win. Joe, were you able to, how were you able to keep your emotions in check with everything going on, uh, you know, just pregame and when you had that ovation when you checked in for the first time? Um, Escobar season has returned. But wait. Hear me out. But wait. Hear me out. There's no turning back now. This is what makes me. This is what I am. But wait, hear me out. But wait, hear me out. Hey, welcome back. Tune into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Make sure you all follow me on the Twitter, the Big Sarge Sports with the Z at the end. Make sure you are subscribed to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast from. Follow me on the Tick and the Talk at Big Sarge Media, and follow my you and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Sarge Media. All right, you heard that? That was one of my favorite. That was Nas. You can hate me now, uh, but I won't stop now. You know what? I, I, that, that's like one of my favorite Nas songs because it, I mean, it describes me to a T. You can hate me, but I won't stop. And, you know, if I had to go out on a limb and say that it probably is Memphis Grizzly superstar Joel Embiid's favorite song writing. I'm Joel Embiid. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If I go out on a limb and say that it's Memphis Grizzly superstar Ja Morant, I don't know how Joel Embiid got in there. Maybe they're the same person except you know, Joel Embiid. He, nah. Nah. Memphis Grizzly superstar Ja Morant was caught on video again with the weapon. Again with a weapon. Again. 
And that 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 sound you heard me playing was John Morant. That was his first press conference back after being suspended from the NBA for wait for it. Yeah. Being caught on video with a gun. Now, you know, of course it was, you know, not supposed to have a gun in that state that he was in. He wasn't supposed to be traveling with a gun. You know, they were on the road. He caught, you know, he was in there with his little starter pistol up in the club, up in the strip club, looking like he gangster. And so this past weekend, another video surfaced of John Morant and his friends in the car on IG Live. And, you know, next thing you know, you see John Morant. But this time, I mean, he looked like he upgraded though. That 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 gun that he had, that weapon that he had in the strip club looked like a 22. Or maybe a 25. I'll give it a 25. It looked like a 25, and now he's upgraded to look like a nine millimeter. So I mean, keep working your way up, Ja. I mean, you know, you never know. Big boy dreams, right? I guess next time we'll see you on IG Live with a shotgun, huh? Next is going to be an AR-15 and then a 50 cal. Next thing you know, John Morant's going to be rolling around the city of Memphis in a tank. I don't know. I Why stop there, John? Get you a flamethrower. Get you a grenade launcher. Get you a, a rocket launcher. Like, I mean, just keep on going, John. Why not? Why not? I mean, because by that time, you'll be out of the NBA anyway. I don't understand it. I am not going to, you know, use the, I'm not going to be cliche-ish and beat a dead horse. By now, all of you all have heard about John Moran. You've heard everybody say everything about him, every, you know, all, a lot of negative things about him. And I mean, to be honest and to be fair, he put himself in this negative light by being on caught on camera again with another weapon after he knew not to be on camera with the weapon. By now, you've heard everybody talk about it, and I'm not going to rehash it. I just, you know, was giving you a small synopsis on leading up to what I'm about to say. So, John Morant, I just have one question for you. You've been seen two times now. You've been seen two times with a weapon. You allegedly... Pulled a weapon on a 17-year-old at your house after a pickup game. So two times with the weapon. One time allegedly pulling a weapon uh, or brandishing a weapon on a 17-year-old after a pickup game. My question to you, Ja, is when are you ever going to use a weapon? When are you ever going to be in a situation where you have to use a gun? When are you ever going to be in a situation, in a life or death situation, where you are by yourself and you're going to need a weapon? You travel in a group. All your partners and all your friends are always around you. All your partners and all your friends stay strapped. And if they don't, then you need to get you some people who do. You're Ja Morant, one of the faces of the NBA, the face of the Memphis Grizzlies. Why do you have a weapon? You're never going to use it. I wouldn't be surprised if both of those weapons that, that, that I seen on IG Live wasn't even loaded. Especially the second time. When you had the weapon to your head, who puts a loaded weapon to the head? I don't care what where where, where your, your your finger was. I don't care. That's still too close to the trigger. Why would you have a loaded weapon to your head? And you're in a car full of guys who have weapons. When do you need a weapon, John Morant? You. You. Better yet, hey, John, just tell me. Any point in time in your life growing up where you needed a weapon and you didn't have one. Like, tell me the altercations that you've been in. Tell me the situations that you've been in where you needed a weapon. And then I will retort by saying, well, what were you doing over there anyway? What were you doing in those situations? But I haven't heard of any any place or, or any time 
that you were in a situation where you needed a weapon. Damn sure didn't need one with a 17-year-old. You didn't need one when you had to go to the mall to confront the the, the one of the workers in the in, in the shoe stores about your mother. And you came with a group of guys then as well. You're John Morant, who has a group of people around you who always have weapons. So what do you need one for? Why do you always have a gun if you're not just trying to do it for the gram? I don't get it. I don't understand. Not only that, you're in Memphis. You're the face of the Memphis Grizzlies. You got a pass. You get a pass wherever you go. Everybody knows who you are. Gangsters give you a pass. Gangsters in your city give you a pass, meaning that can't nobody touch you. Can't nobody touch you. Can't nobody put their hands on you. You know why? Because those gangsters like representing Memphis. Those gangsters know that as long as you're on the court, that team has an opportunity to win. That team has an opportunity to go far. You think they're about to mess that up by letting one of their little flunkies come rob you or put you in a situation where you can get killed? As soon as that happens, the people around you are all automatically going to recognize and they're going to make the phone call. And they're going to, if either they're going to handle it themselves or they're going to make the phone call and have it handled. Why do you need a weapon, John Morant? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why you, an uh, 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 NBA player of your magnitude, why do you need a weapon? Also, you have a weapon. Why are you showing it so? You know what real responsible gun owners do? You know what real responsible gun owners do? They'll never show you their guns unless it's a collectible. Unless it's like a one of a kind. Unless it's like one of those older weapons that they want to show you as a collectible. But the ones that they're using to defend and protect themselves, responsible gun owners don't, don't show, show that on social media. Why? They want you to be surprised when you try to rob them or when you try to or try to rob them on the street or when you try to steal their car or when you try to come into their house. You don't need, they, you don't need to know what they got. If they showed you everything they have, then you could come prepared. And a responsible gun owner wants you to be very unprepared so they can go ahead and do what they need to do. They want you to they 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 they, they responsible gun owners want people to come in the house and then they hear that ch -ch, and then the person who's breaking in the house is like, well, damn, I didn't know they had a shotgun. I, they didn't put that on IG. All they showed me on IG was a 25 and a 9 millimeter. Where'd they get the shotgun from? I thought they only had a revolver. Where'd the shotgun come from? Well, wait a minute. Did I just hear somebody else load a clip? Where'd the AR come? What? Hold on. Time out. I promise you I've been watching their social media pages, and I ain't never seen these weapons that, that I'm hearing that's about to potentially harm me because responsible gun owners don't do their job. And maybe you need to exercise your Second Amendment right and get with some other Second Amendment writers and find out what's going on and say, hey, man, I need help. You need to get with some responsible gun owners and find out how to be more responsible with a weapon and not get caught on video. I bet you shoot it sideways too, don't you, John? Because that's what you're seeing on the, in the movies and on the, and on the videos and in the, in, the, in the rap videos. They're holding the gun sideways, right? They're holding the weapon sideways. And I bet you you squeeze the trigger, right? You squeeze it, huh? You squeeze it. I'm sorry, you, you, you pull the trigger. I'm sorry, you pull the trigger. You don't squeeze it because that's what you're supposed to. You're supposed to squeeze it, not pull it. You're supposed to. So you, I, I bet you that you, you pull the trigger and don't squeeze it, right? You wondering how I know that, John? Hey, maybe, just maybe, I'm one of those responsible gun owners too. Who knows? All right, before I get ready to get up out of here, you know how I do it. All my Vietnam veterans, welcome home. Germany, good night.
All my active duty military personnel is downrange. Good night. It is now time for Big Sarge's Article 15. Joel Embiid, NBA MVP, Joel Embiid, come get this work. I bet you were under the impression that because I didn't really mention your name in the last podcast and I talked a lot about Glenn Rivers, Doc, and James Harden, that you thought that you had made it, didn't you? I know. Joel, you thought that you had just skated by, right? You thought, whoo, thank God Sarge didn't mention my name like that. Thank God Sarge didn't mention my name uh, uh, when it came to the failure of the Philadelphia 76ers this year. Now, nah, Joel, I was waiting. I want Because MVPs deserve their own time. This is special. You deserve your own time, Joel. Hey, you remember when uh, NBA Hall of Famer, NBA uh, all-time great center, one of the people that's in my top five of, of NBA all-time greats who played for the Houston Rockets. You remember Hakeem Olajuwon tried to you know say, hey, why are you taking all them threes? You got the advantage in the paint. Use that advantage. Wear them out with that advantage. And then you came back and you said, you know, this ain't the 80s and the 90s no more. Basketball has evolved. You know, we're not playing that old school style of basketball anymore. We 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 moved on. It's it's one of those, you know, when the analytics says that I should shoot threes because I can shoot them and I can hit them. So that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, plus, I think I'm better then Hakeem Olajuwon. How the hell you think you better than Hakeem Olajuwon? Two-time NBA champion, Hakeem Olajuwon. Two-time finals MVP, Hakeem Olajuwon. How, 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 do, how, do you, how do you believe that, Joel Embiid? You ain't never made it to a conference finals. How the hell are you going to try to tell you better than Hakeem Olajuwon? Hakeem the Dream, Olajuwon. How in the hell could you fix your lips? You know what didn't happen when Hakeem was playing? His team losing and him being part of the reason they lost. If they lost, it wasn't because Hakeem wasn't trying. It wasn't because Hakeem didn't perform. They lost, they lost. Can we say the same for you, Joel? Like, we all watch Game 7. I, at, at one point, I was like, why are you still on the floor? Just take you out. You looked horrible. Game seven. When you were supposed to be able to go to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals, you was one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And in game seven, you wet the bed. Not only did you wet the bed. Let me tell you this. You're better than Hakeem, right? You say you're better than Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. You know what wouldn't have happened to Akeem Olajuwon? Him getting switched on to uh, a player who plays on the perimeter and him not being able to defend. What the Boston Celtics did to you by switching Jason, by, by making sure that you switched on to Jason Tatum every time as he was dropping 50-plus points on y'all in Game 7, which started in fourth quarter of Game 6, you know what wouldn't have happened to Akeem Olajuwon? He wouldn't have got done like that. You may beat him off the dribble once. You may beat him off the dribble twice. You're not going to beat him consistently. And you're not going to be able to shoot jump shots over him consistently. There's no possible way that you should ever fix your lips to say that you're better than Hakeem Olajuwon. Ever. You shouldn't mention Hakeem when you're watching Coming to America. And you should never mention Olajuwon again in life. You got to stay healthy long enough. Hell, hell, first you got to stay healthy long enough for you to even be compared to a king before the H. Before he became a king, you, you ain't even a king. So what the hell are you talking about, Joel Embiid? Was this season a failure? You can't take a page out of Giannis's book. This season was a failure process remember you are the process right uh you know what my bad i know what you are the process of joel and b 
elimination. That's what they should say. Trust the process of elimination, Joel Embiid. I would have voted for you for NBA MVP this year, too. I think that you play better defense than Nikola Jokic does. Now, offensively, y'all kind of balance y'all, y'all kind of balance out because you're a better three-point shooter than he is, but he's a better passer than you. So offensively, y'all kind of balance out. You're better on the defensive end. You showed that this year during the regular season. I would have voted for you for MVP as well. But in the playoffs, watching this last series against Boston, watching game seven in Boston, watching the fourth quarter of game six where, like, I don't know what you were doing. But game seven, you were nowhere to be found. You know who they can never say that about? Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. You can never say that you that Hakeem didn't show up to play. And then he tried to offer you some advice, and you be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You treated Hakeem like, get off, get off my lawn, man. Oh, here go this old dude screaming, get off my lawn. He go, yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah, back in your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I know I should be dominating in the post because I have the advantage where I can shoot and I have the move. I know, but, man, look, it's a different. Look, let me say something to you, Hakeem. You know, and I'm speaking as Joel Embiid. Let me say something to you, Hakeem. You know, you don't get on, you know, in 2K, you don't get your ratings in the post. You know, I, I, I can't. I, I can't show good post moves on IG. You know, they ain't sharing my 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 clips on Twitter or on IG of me being in the post. But if I'm hitting that three, you know, like the the the, the, the guards, you know, the guards be shooting threes. I want to shoot threes. I can hit them too. Yeah. Well, guess what? Guess what you're going to be practicing those shots in now? In your house, in your private gym. And that little pop shot that you got, the little pop shot game you got. You can shoot your jumper all the way until training camp starts, Joel. Sorry. You've been tuning to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast and follow me on the Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with a Z at the end. I'm out. But wait, hear me out. But wait, hear me out.